Welcome to Two Arabs and a Podcast. A show with no limits. Dating, business, martial arts, self-defense, and the life of two Arabs in America. Arabs in America. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your hosts. The owner of Warrior Academy, the son of an immigrant, international traveler, black rank in Krav Maga, a jiu-jitsu practitioner, and Brazil's national champion. And of course, 2018 Self-Defense Instructor of the Year, a bodyguard and military combative instructors, none other than Fraza Joined by his co-host, Omar Aswan, the owner of Warrior Tactical Training, published author, doctor of criminology, world traveler, fluent in four languages, a military combat contractor, and a first-generation immigrant. The show begins now. Welcome to another episode of Two Arabs on a Podcast. I'm Omar Aswad, joined with uh, Philas. Philas, how's it going today, man? Good, man. How you doing? It's 2020 so far. <laughs> yeah, we already heard that one. So, yeah. no, everything's good. Um, I think we got a really good show uh, tonight, actually. I'm uh, very, very, very excited to introduce to our uh, followers, our guests. Um, I think, Omar, you haven't talked with uh, Rush before, have No, you? I have not. Okay. I think uh, I'll give a little quick background, everybody, and then I'll get the master himself, and I call him the master. Because um, I've met Rush, I think, what, 2015, Rush, me and you got uh, talking? I don't know, backwards dates are hard for me, but <laughs> I assume yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so got to talk. I've seen him online a few times, and um, I, one thing I led to the other, first of all, what caught my attention, I mean, I've, I've read about him, you know, he's being like a master of seduction and communication, but then I saw he's as a black belt in jiu-jitsu under Sandro Batata, and then I saw seeing his martial arts stuff, he's like a hybrid machine in a lot of things. So we ended up getting connected, uh, and honestly, I have been having Arash even help me mentoring me during the time I was coming up and stuff and then I worked with him my first West Coast seminar was at his fucking gym believe it or not oh wow back in 2016 I think and Arash just kicked the door for me and I'm very uh, honored by that to be honest and uh, believe it or not I entered one of his gym and nobody and a lot of people know this for some reason but they forget because you know people's memories are like goldfish he had one of the honestly I've seen one of the best I'm not just talking about the fight gym that he had in the martial arts gym and all that he had a woman's only gym, and wow. believe it or not. And man, it had everything in it. Everything, like a woman go in. They were, I took a tour with him, and believe it or not, man, it was something you would see even in luxurious countries. You don't see it here. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I have the video for that, but I never put it till I rushed on me one day if he wants to show it or not. But it was, <laughs> I had an entire tour I took with him. And man, it was amazing. You're, you're talking about women will come in, no men are allowed, gated. First of all, mm-hmm. um, what, Arash, they had what? Tattoo, nail salon, fitness, everything, right? Mm-hmm. The whole nine yards. Sounds perfect place oh, to drop your life for today. Yep, the whole ones. But hey, you know that. So anyway, um, enough of the talk. We'll introduce the master here. Um, my good friend Arash, how's it going, brother? Thank you, brother. You know, you're not fully on camera, Foz. Did you know that? Can you see your cut off or no? Can yeah. you see I'm seeing you right now. Yeah. yeah, I can see you. Okay, here we go. Okay, good. Well... Thank you for having me on the show. It's always an honor to uh, get a chance to speak to a new audience. I think that that's much more valuable than people expect. Yeah. Uh, and I've known I've known you, as you said, for the time that you've said. And um, I think one of the things that brings people together is their values. I think you and I share a lot of values. Absolutely. And um, we're men of value. So that, that makes us very close. You can know somebody for one year. 
and share the exact same values you feel like you've known for 20 years. You've known somebody for 20 years and you find out that they hold different values than you. Finally, you find out after 20 years, you're like, well, I don't even fucking know you. Um, so uh, I think the closeness of the relationship for me is that, you know, I, I um, recognize in you a martial artist. And when I say a martial artist, that's different to me than an MMA fighter. Uh, all, all respect to MMA fighters, but I'm talking about a martial artist in this in the old tradition. Now, now the world is different with COVID again, you know. But you, you could say there was a time when there was martial arts masters, and yeah. people people wanted to be that. That young men watched movies like Karate Kid and knew what Daniel Sun was, or or Mr. Miyagi was was a thing in the culture that everybody knew. Mr. Miyagi was a joke. He was part of the commercials. Now a lot of people have no idea what I'm talking about now, and that's the sad part. Uh, but at the same time, it allows us, uh, the older generation, which is interesting to even say that about myself, but it allows us, the older generation, to uh, have some, something of value to talk about. Because I think that any, any young man growing up who doesn't know who Bruce Lee is or doesn't know uh, uh, the relationship between Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris, doesn't know who Daniel Sun and Karate Kid, the original one is, uh, Bloodsport, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, you know, um, kickboxer, king of kickbox. There's some best of the best. There's some movies that created some of the greatest martial artists of the world. We were educated by those movies, trying to emulate. We were trying to be those people. Hundred percent of us were those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, anyways, I, I could talk forever about that. But that's that's the thing. Is that's where I uh, value my my relationship so much with you. And so here I am. And. I'm ready to talk. Let's do it. To be honest with you, Arash, um, yeah. Omar, you know, he's, he's a good friend of mine, partner, student, and you know how how it's interesting. See, you bring the value, and I'm gonna touch on that honestly. And this is Arash's relation. That's why how I, and I say this man, I love this man, and I'll tell you why. You know this as a master, Arash. The relationship we end up having with our students it goes beyond from a master to student. I mean, this is my student here. Look at him. He's my partner in podcast. He's my partner in business. And uh, let's speak up of your relationship with, uh, you know, for uh, Manu, uh, for instance. I mean, well, uh, look, even Alex Manu, who's been my teacher, passed away 20 years ago. But right now, the people that are watching this podcast, there's over 40 or something. They're not my students. We're, we're, we're a family. Yeah. You know what I mean? We really are. We all know it. And nobody can understand that except us. So, yep, that's how it goes. And that's why... That's why uh, an upset between teacher and student in our tradition goes very far. It becomes really like feud-like, very crazy, very upsetting. And there's a reason for that because they don't understand that you as a teacher are, um, you know, let, let's say you have a son, right? You combine your genes with your wife's genes or your woman's genes and you create a new life form that's half you, half her. And you always love him for that. When a person... Um, let me now be, be the student. In my, let's say, my, my martial arts career, I have Master Ernie Reyes, Grandmaster Ernie Reyes, and Batata, Sandra Batata. Now, it would be very difficult to be those men and look at me and not feel some sort of fatherly love towards me. I already know it, even though I'm the son now, right? Because they have helped design me as a character growing up. They've taught me things that I've, I, I emulated because I saw men of strength that I wanted to be like, and I forged myself to be like these guys. So I'm sure when they look at me, they see a part of themselves. And the betrayal is when you give yourself like that, 
to somebody, right? And then they turn around and, and they do something that you don't agree with, right? People think it's just a disagreement. It's not. The relationship was based on you transferring your mind and your soul into somebody, right? So if there's a big discrepancy, if there's an argument or an upset, it should be treated by, by the student, as I've always treated it with my instructors, it should be treated by the student as almost like your father, depend, doesn't matter his age. In that area, he's your father, right? In that area. So if you value that area, then act like it. See, and uh, absolutely, man. Uh, and uh, by the way, this is why I say Arash is a master of words. Mm-hmm. He will figure, he knows how to say things, even if the people don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He'll get it there. And right there, he hit the nail. And a lot of people see us as black belts, as academy owners, as masters in our field when we teach, and we see a student leave, like doesn't even explain, doesn't you know? They're like, what the fuck is it like about your German? You don't want him to go, no. it's not that. Absolutely, and that's what he said. And we're talking about the, the term of loyalty, you know, and we're well, saying loyalty is royalty. And he's saying, and he's saying we give so much. And there's an, you know, and people say, well, you're throwing an expectation. <laughs> I was like, have you not understand that I be around these people more than they're around their families? Yeah, totally. How, how many times, let's be honest, Arash, how many times you have been involved in their personal disagreements, weddings, funerals. It's how many things have you as a master been involved in your student's life? I've driven the streets and picked up uh, the, the student who ran away from home and I found him and I took him back to his mom, had him apologize. I've had a student, the father was going to jail the next day. He showed up the night before and said, I'll be in jail for about five to 10 years. I want you to take care of my son. I had no idea who his son was. The next day, this lady showed up, dropped the son off with me and the son was, I raised the son until the dad got out of jail. Um, and th- I mean, uh, there is no limit to it. I was just talking to Batata about this the other day, and he said, my, this is my jiu-jitsu coach. He said, people don't understand. When you do this, uh, you become a psychologist. I said, yeah, you become a master psychologist because you're dealing with people all day. You're going to have to, you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to learn. You're going to, you know? So to switch gears, Arash, um, how did you become or decide that you're the uh, uh, a master seductioner and, and oh, get into that field and switch, basically, and almost switch careers, if I may say that? You're, you're went well, from, no, from martial arts. It looks to- like that. Yeah, it looks like that. And it did, it did transition. However, it didn't fully. It's the same. It's the same sap, Maori, she would say, of the tree that runs through the different, different branch, but same, same tree. So, um, of course, growing up, any healthy male uh, falls in love with beautiful women, right? And it becomes so, it occupies our mind so much that everything we do becomes for the girl. We buy the new shoes to impress the girl, car, house, how much we do for the girl. Women don't recognize how much a man does, but me as a man, you as a man recognize who knows how many percentage of our actions, if you really look at it, were designed just to impress the woman. Too much to count. So I recognized this at some point, that it was seeping into every aspect of my life, even martial arts, right? Even martial arts, everything. There was not one aspect that I didn't involve the woman's judgment in my life. So for that reason, um, I thought I had a a secret underneath all the secrets. Martial arts gave me a secret, which was no matter what that man says or acts like or big he is, I have the ability, if I do it properly, to hurt him. And that, I mean, that's as raw as it gets. Like, 
he, he needs to watch out for me, right? And that was an appeal of the martial arts, right? Made me strong enough to be able to say, well, okay, I can stand. I'm not invincible. A lot of people can beat me up, but at least I, I can, I'm dangerous now. Well, when I understood this idea, I realized that even dangerous men, emperors, kings, whoever, fighters, when it came to women, they still had the same problem I did. They wanted multiple women. They didn't know what to say. They would, they would get nervous. They would fucking uh, lose their kingdoms over a chick. So the fascination was, was immediate in this fact of, you know, every man of every stature is dealing with this subject, right? What if you became so good at it? And I was lucky enough to see people that were good at it. I met Mystery from VH1's Pickup Artist. I met um, I met Mystery, I met Matador. And I saw these guys that were actually good at, at talking to women and they lived great lives. The kind of lives I wanted. So then I just started getting involved with it. Got better and better at it. And I realized that that's where my gift was because I could speak really well. So if you know how to speak well, you can get women. If you know how to speak well, you could sell things. You could lead, do anything. Very true. And and to play devil advocate, because I do yeah. the devil advocate on the on the show. Here's the devil advocate. Exactly. <laughs> so so would you would you say that some people would describe what you're doing as manipulation? You're manipul you're teaching men how to manipulate women and in a sense you're sexist. I'm playing devil advocate. It doesn't mean that's my opinion, by the way. I would I, agree. I would so agree. Is is that what you would view it as you're teaching men how to manipulate other people for their own gains, essentially to gain something out back? Sure. Sure, and I don't think any man should be sorry about that. Exactly. I agree with that. Here's one thing I'll say from my personal experience with Arash, and I've seen him as Arash the friend, the master, the and at work. Seeing him at work is a whole different animal. Yeah. And I will explain that to you. Remember when you invited me for my first one I did with you guys up in Hollywood? That big, uh, um, what was it again? I forgot the name of it. You, uh, That big convention is... Uh, uh, it was um, either the evolution of consciousness or... Um, no. No, it was... Um, it was... Uh, you, everybody was there, but of course, you let yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around the world, I remember. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm going to introduce this to the crowd. Um, Arash came, talked to me one day, and he said, we were chit-chatting, and he said, we got this, let me bring you in to speak about security and stuff, and just come with us, you know? And we were doing okay, and I had to give briefs, and I've met people from all over the world, and with all due respect to the, the speakers were there. They're top-of-the-line people. Um, one of them is that uh, guy that he belongs to Mystery. I forgot his name. He's one of Mystery's uh, students. Where is he? Uh, the English dude. What's his name? <coughs> Um, was it Discovery? Discovery, yeah. So they were there, and I was like, I've heard this guy. But, and I will talk about presence different. Arash came in last, even though sometimes, even the guy's headlining. Um, I did my part on talk and had amazing questions. I mean, you look around the room, you get people from all around. These are people, uh, literally, Omar, you'll meet men with wealth, but don't know how to talk to women. I mean, I have never known this has existed, but I hear from Arash, okay? So, and, you know, my thing was always communication things. To see him talk first and how to bring it down, it's magic because it's all communication. And this is some people like, oh, it's manipulation with that. I said that I am disagreeing, but I'm going to give my opinion in it. Honestly, it's all communication. This is my, and this is why I call him the master in communication. People want to mask it. It's chauvinist, it's manipulation, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? 
I see it as communication. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you guys like communication because manipulation is a different whole thing. There's lies. There's this. Exactly. This is not what this man teaches. And I'll be honest with it. He's very abrupt. Oh, his honesty is blunt. And this is my respect with him. You like it or not, even with his own woman, his honesty is blunt. And this is what I want to see because I know in my experience where I live, and I think Arash will agree, the word manipulation here sounds like a fucking politicians and these fucking exactly. uh, weak ass fuckers. No. And this is my disagreement on this point. Um, and Arash can disagree if he wants, but this okay. is not. Well, let me tell you, that's great, actually. Everybody watch. So this is great because I have my students on too. So um, the reason why I didn't even make a deal out of it, and I said, yeah, and I don't think any man should be sorry, right? That was my answer, right? The, the reason why I said that is I believe if a person thinks I'm manipulating women and goes that route, right? They're already so stupid, just so you know. Okay, now let's understand the philosophy of my answer. They're so lame that if I said no, they just want to argue with me. So I believe that the question points to a state of mind that is not seeking an answer. It's seeking a judgment. And so the answer to that is, yeah, I am. And I'm not sorry about it. And that would be the answer to anything anybody said. However, am I teaching men to manipulate? Well, now we're going to have to get a better answer, which says if you do martial arts and let's say, let's just say jujitsu, the question is, are you manipulating the other person's body? Yes or no? The answer is yes. Now, if you were in a fight with a man, and you had the ability to manipulate his body in a way he didn't want. And you got him in a position where you held him and you said, calm down, right? I could either kill you or let you go. And he calmed down and he realized you could beat him. And so what he did was he submitted and you let him go. And he got up and he was like, fuck man, I'm sorry. Or he tried again and then you moved around and got him again. He said, last time. And then you let him go and he was like, okay. And he got in his mind, I, I cannot fuck with this guy. And suddenly he stopped being a bully and he became very kind because whatever dramatization he was doing on you was stopped because he couldn't bully you right there. That's called submission, submission. Now you're going to use techniques to counter his attacks. All right. Now women, let's start like this. She's going to, we're going to take a woman who's a very good looking woman. Take your pick, whoever you know. And she's going to go out at 9 p.m. one of these nights. Here's what happens around 6. She starts taking a shower. Okay. By 7, the outfit maybe. By 8, we have lashes. We have uh, hair extensions. We have a push-up bra, or it's already a, a boob job, which means two plastic pieces of material inside her skin. Okay. And by 9 o'clock, she has transformed herself into a woman that when you see, you'll drop everything and want to marry her, right? She's taken at least three hours. And if you told her, what are you doing? Go out there and be yourself. Go get it. She'd be like, are you stupid? With no makeup, looking like that? I'm never going to do that. And if you said to her, are you manipulating him? She would look at you like, are you stupid? Why would you ask me that? Am I manipulating him? No, this is how you get women. This is how you get a man. Let's stop. So that's why she's been whooping our ass because the man is expected to counter that three hours of preparation with a just be yourself, go over there and be honest. No, there's not one honest look on that woman's eyelash, 
eyebrow, hair, titty, ass. There's not one honest movement from that woman. And you and I are supposed to go over there like two little fucking bacon pieces ready to be slaughtered by this tigress who's walking through the jungle, taking her pick of any man she fucking wants. She needs to face a lion, one who plays her game. She has claws, we have claws. So now she faces a man who's also prepared to meet her. And she knows it. She knows the moment your food when you walk by. If she's gotten that ready, if she's that fine, if she's a, a cocktail waitress at a restaurant or she's a stripper, she will swallow any man alive. She's a man eater. Well, I've, I've, I've learned that absolutely. Um, I remember when I told you used to run the security for the strip club, yeah. the number one gal there was my girlfriend. Yeah. And honestly, Arash, I, <laughs> I'll later bring the story of how me and Arash got together, by the way, about something. But why I'm saying what he's saying, I'm bringing the facts here, because here's the thing. Again, when I hear the word manipulation, I just want to elbow someone in the face. I'm I know, just saying. I feel you. But that's why, hey, did you see how much I've improved? Here's how much I've improved. And nobody's seen the camera other than his students. Gu- guys, I agree and with he that. Smirked, and he smirked. I'm the advocate. I know you're <laughs> <laughs> I have this to put- Arash, and Arash just sitting there smiling. I was like, okay. That's why I'm like, no, 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 motherfuckers. I, I gotta fix this for the audience. So here's no, what I'm no. saying. I've improved so much in dealing with stupidity that I don't know if it was, he said I'm playing devil's advocate. So I hear, okay, I'm, I'm playing stupid. So I go, okay, stupid question gets stupid answer. Right? There you go. Stupid, a stupid question doesn't get a great answer. Then you came back with an intelligent answer so that I answered it properly. But you know, when someone says I'm playing devil, hold on. When someone says I'm playing devil's advocate, they're normally saying what the critic says. And you have to remember, it's time at that moment to answer the critic, not answer the person. And the critic answer is the same. Now, if a person goes away and judges you, then they were they were the critic. They were just saying I'm playing the devil's advocate. They were the devil's advocate. But if they weren't, they'll they'll say to you like, really, bro? I thought you don't manipulate. Like I, I had a totally different vision of you. You go, yeah, seriously, though, no, that's true. But, but the way you asked, which is exactly what happened. OK, go ahead. Here we go. But so when one second. So when he's talking about women in the game, that I have learned some of the best and let's use the word manipulation, don't we? From my girlfriend that time. Yeah. She was the head girl there. About 5'11", blonde, tall, man, the shit she made to these guys do. And none of them. Are you still with her? No. no. Okay, so this is she moved on. I mean, we moved on. She was a stripper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in the day, back in the day, way back. So what I'm trying to say is I've watched the game by yourself, just witness, and I always make sure yeah. nobody messes with it that, man, so you go home and sit, count some money with me about these dumbasses, what they're saying and the tones and all that. There'd be times I'd be answering, like, hey, answer the phone, just tell them I'll be back or whatever, and ignore them. But to go to what he's saying here, here's what I'm trying to explain. Men and women know how to do these. Exactly. But people, like, when I call it manipulation, I was like, I don't know. If you're an idiot, you will get manipulated. And I, this is my opinion. But the word manipulation was created by people who were manipulating other people and they wanted other people to stay away from them. So they said, he's manipulating you. It's not a word that any man ever really uses. No man ever uses the word manipulate. It's a female term. Like if you're in a crowd of men and a man says to another man, hey, that's pretty manipulative. You say, shut the fuck up. Like, okay, flower child, get the fuck out of my face. It'll be a weird vibe. That's like saying, that's like a guy who says like, Man, that's very mean of you. Like, just there's certain words men don't use with men. Yeah, exactly. you, you could say, bro, that's fucked up. But you don't say, 
you're being really mean right now. Like, okay, just say it another way, you fucking Care Bear. You know what I mean? We're, we're trying to be okay here. Seriously, look at you all look tough. You look tough. I look tough. Why? Because we value being tough men. Yeah, exactly. Okay? So let's not make me to a fucking Care Bear and, and start saying like, Absolutely. well, do you manipulate women? Yeah, I do. Well, that's why I think it's wrong. Well, then you shouldn't do it. Okay, next question. And next person sit. Yeah. I call it the lameness of this country and the weakness that arises. I got first words. You should see some of the comments. I used to joke with him. It's like some people like, dude, that guy is crazy. And I look at him. I was like, what is crazy? I don't. I like it. I was like, I know him differently than what you know him. You know. Oh, what about me is crazy? What did I say that was crazy? I like to know. I mean, to me, define crazy is different. Come on, brother. Exactly. What we do for. What did I say that was crazy? Give me a sentence that was crazy. I like. They never explain. You see what? All logic. You no, know, it's all I explain. Have you ever had somebody call you crazy? I've explained to you what no. is crazy to them. No. no, they could say he looks crazy. Yes, yeah, that's the look. That's a look. Of course, you know. Listen, if they say they say he looks crazy, say look, he's a martial artist. If we had to go to war, I would want that guy on my team. And the way he looks, the, the enemy would also recognize the same look he just saw. And they don't want to fuck with a crazy guy like that. So, yes, he looks crazy, but he's a I've warrior. I said it to some guy back in the day that used to work with me. I fired him because I knew he wasn't going to last. And he said, because he sees me when I was traveling to San Jose. Um, you know his name. Yeah. Oh, I got to put his name on so fuck him. But anyway, he made to me, he's like, man, that guy kind of look at his shit. He's crazy. And the things he does doesn't fit with you. I looked at him and I said this. I was like, do you understand? This is a man. If I send one text to him, even though me and him will be a year not talking. One text. Arash, I need help. Yeah. All he'll say is when and where and what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, and I said that to him. I was like, you motherfucker won't do it. And he fucked that relationship, me and him, after I said that. Because I no, told him the true, truth. But it's true. But to go back to the to the point you're saying, I agree with you 100%. You should come closer to the mic. Your voice is far right All now. Right. Yeah. You guys hear me better? Sorry. No, it's the same. I don't know why. Odd. So going back to the... It can, it's hard to hear. Yeah. Maybe now it's better. Same, but that's okay. Okay. So going back to your point, I agree with you 100%. When I was in college, uh, um, you know, I hadn't had the best game. And I start selling cars, not related to women at all. I start selling used cars in college just to make extra money. And as soon as I start selling cars and became successful at it, I realized or start looking at my life and I became really better in approaching women and, sell, and selling myself essentially and getting what I want. It became, And that's why I always say it's like selling used cars. So I agree with you in that aspect 100%. Nice. It's not manipulation. It's, I think, communication and understanding nice. to communicate. But my question, to you and I've, I've I've been noticing that and there isn't really much conversation or, or research about it is the tone of voice that we use I understand you talk a lot about words and what words you use but I've noticed uh, like just from noticing tones when people talk like we're conversating we're using a normal tone if I got pulled over or I'm talking to my supervisor or I'm talking to somebody of authority I go up in tone if I if I'm not sure I go down in tone and I start looking in bars and I've been noticing not exactly the words I'm not really noticing the words but I'm noticing when guys talk to girls they go up in tone as if they're talking to a supervisor and that to me is weird why would you start treating it's you know reflecting in your voice like you're told you're talking to somebody who are higher than you already so at that point does it really matter what you're saying to her because at that point you're basically approaching the person and saying you're already better than me i'm gonna treat you like a supervisor okay by the way your voice suddenly came through clearly suddenly um Okay, I'm with you. You're 100% accurate. It's a, it's a very, 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 very smart observation in what I do. In this field, that's a genius level observation. So I'm curious that you observe that maybe points to the fact that you're 
extremely interested in that, <laughs> you would have to have, you would have to be really looking to see that tonality like in that. Have you been like really interested in understanding about women or what? No, no. So what I what I do is basically I, I'm a people watcher. I like to people watch, and from my interactions, whether it's with women well, or plus seeing you got other a PhD people, in criminology, so you're an yeah, observer. Exactly. I'm a very observant you're, person. You're, so and I try to analyze people. I see. Okay. So, yeah, I, and I, so when I go to it's talk a to a very woman, observant thing to say. So yeah. when I sit in so a bar, right. when I sit in a bar and I see a guy talking to a girl and he's successful, I'm not necessarily interested in what he's saying. I start looking at body language, her body language, yes, what they're yes, saying, yes, to analyze yes. the situation and use it to my advantage later on in the night with somebody else. Yes. So it's. Yes. Getting feedback, and yes, I start noticing the tonality in 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 terms of when people talking, and to me it puts it off. If somebody, if a guy approaches me, and we all been in that situation, and they start talking to me higher up, I immediately realize the guy's not on my level. I'm gonna brush it off and shake his hand and walk away. I'm not gonna be his friend and be like, yeah, let's go grab a beer, because I'm already he's meeting me in a way that's, hey, you want my signature? And well, today you want a copy of my book? And like, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. Yeah. And yeah. the same thing with the women. So what what do you think about that? Oh, I think you're, I think you're actually, you're a genius. I think, are you a genius? Seriously though. No, 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 Not to be humble. Are you a genius? I have I never been tested. You're very smart. I have never got my IQ tested. Okay. I, I'm calling it right now. Everybody pay attention. I've always called it. That's a genius level observation. I think your IQ is very high. Thank you. Right? Very high. Have you done IQ tests? No, never. Man, I bet you it's somewhere in the 140s or higher. That's, that's, yeah, you're, you're hundred percent right. And, uh, knowing that is such a weapon. In, in social interactions. Okay, let's take a real life example. Please remember when you said, you asked me the question about manipulation. If you could recall or rewind later and look at my tone when I answered you, would have described my power level on that level. Like, I, it doesn't matter what I said. The way I said it um, would have felt on the receiving end like you did something wrong. Exactly. Exactly, right? And I knew that. And all I did is I agreed, but then why do I feel like I just did something wrong? What was there sinking in me? Because my tonality, you know, it was, yeah, it was a very, it was even boom. It was a real whole, whole different level. The, the tone says everything. It says everything. The, the tone says everything. Fuck the words. The words are way, they're the icing. So, so for guys to be better in communicating in terms of their approaching a woman, so they should work on their tone. And so now I'm, I'm going back to the advocate and asking you a stupid question. So should they go and buy the book of the pickup artist for five bucks online and learn the 60 pickup lines and go to women and repeat the same dumb shit? No, they should subscribe to Arash's So what, what do you, but what do you say about that, guys? Because people are going to wonder think, who don't know you. I think that should be clearly known because I have, a, I have a path laid out on earth for, for this. So it starts with a book by, by um, it's called the mystery method. Every man should read the mystery method. Then every man should read the book called the game. These two start your journey into picking up women. You have to know these things from there. Then there's a cast of characters that show up, study those characters, paying very close attention to mystery. Hypnotica is a good one. And then the new character would be Arash. study everything I have. Then the rest of the guys study them. So you know what they are. You understand them, you get good perspective because they're good at what they do, right? But they're not complete at all, right? So that's that's how it starts. It starts with two books called The Mystery Method and The Game. 
They have, they're essential if anybody wants to be here. Yeah, the, the game, game is uh, the book by Strauss? Oh, I forgot the name. Yeah, yeah that was I remember the, the book. Like, oh, so, yeah. so, of course, for our audience that don't know you personally, yeah. I mean, I've been following you online for a couple of years now. I'm a big fan of your work. For people, you have? You have? Yeah, I have. So, people. Oh, yeah, he's my yeah, student, man. I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> What's your Instagram? Or Thug with PhD, but I got blocking recently, so of now course. I'm off Instagram. I remember that Instagram. That was you. So, but it's been a long time since I've seen you on it. Yeah, I got blocked a couple months ago. So my, you know the commies of censorship, uh, Arash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You felt good yeah, the Facebook. Yeah, exactly. I got yeah. taken down. So my, my question is for people that don't know you and have no clue who you are. How, what makes you different from all these schmucks who are pickup artists, quote unquote, and teaching bullshit? Because I've seen okay, you work. That's very easy to answer. That's very easy to answer. Because let's say there was going to be a group of speakers that were going to be talking about financial wealth, right? And they were all, they all looked like they were successful. They all had nice cars and houses. Uh, there would be something you should look at at the end of it. If they all showed their bank accounts and everybody's ended in millions, and one guy had trillions, we would see it. Okay, now let's stop right here. Currently, I have what you would say by, by, by standards, which are actually much lower than my standards, but by regular standards, you would say I have seven girlfriends right now. Okay, one of those girlfriends has been with me for over 14 years and eight months. Another one for 10 years. I have one girlfriend who has two children. I've had girlfriends with some of the most disgusting pasts you could ever think about now clean. And so by observation and count, like money count, if there was every single man on the planet that we've, we've seen so far, I'm sure maybe there's one somewhere hidden in some jungle, but we, people we know, if they all got on stage to talk about relationships, you would have to measure their relationships, the women, how they look, how long they've been together, how else do they relate? Okay, by that measurement, me, there's nothing even near me. It's like it's like measuring to totally, come on, seven girlfriends, we know someone with two. Okay, then let me tell you the next step. My girlfriends, they don't have guy friends. They don't have one guy friend. That means seven women, I can tell you, if you see them with a guy friend, you let me know. It'll be a breakup. And everybody knows my girlfriends are famous enough that if you see them somewhere, I'll hear about it. Okay? So I can keep measuring, and, and then it'll just become astronomically different where I will either be a god or I'm totally blessed. I don't know which one is true, but it keeps expanding. I'm doing something right. So for that reason... The more you analyze my life, the more unbelievable it is in a positive way. And everybody else, if you analyze it, you're going to stop at one wife or one girlfriend. And if they have other girlfriends, those girls talk to everybody. They're doing threesomes. No, I don't know. My women can run for you know president one day. Like that's it's a whole different world. I want ethical women. I want conservative women. I want women that uh, don't embarrass me. I want women that I could fucking have children with. I want women of value. Yeah, like the like real shit that we all want growing up. So for that reason, I would say I'll share my experience about me and you, uh, Arash, if you don't mind. Yes. I try. All right. So I'll say my experience. I'll tell you when you want to see my point of view. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, 
when I fly down to San Jose to a rush, first of all, I'll tell you, comes, he comes pick you up. If you're, I mean, it depends who you are. I mean, he comes pick me up. A rush will be like me, t-shirt and jeans. Literally from the airport, as we go down, I have people honking and waving at him and that just like every time. And, and this is serious. So we dropped me. Well, he treated me better than the fucking Hollywood stars that hired me to bodyguard them. He put me in the best room. God, that hotel was amazing, brother. <laughs> so we literally, so he's like, all right, brother, I'll come up and pick you up. You rest up a bit. I go with him and he showed me, because I never been to San Jose. I heard about it. We can go to the ghetto with the gangsters. Arash's in a white tee and about to come out and hang out, feed us. Then we go to a restaurant. I mean, I'm talking about all levels of class up and down. Mm-hmm. This is when you know realistic people, first of all. You can put them anywhere. So we get that, I'm that done, and introduced me to his friends, we did our stuff. I went to the wo- woman's gym that he has, by the way. He's the guy that walks in. If he is the manipulator or whatever, you wouldn't see other men trust their woman training at his gym. True. They know That's who's true. the fucking owner. <laughs> That's true. That's There's a lot, dude, like 200 women, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, I went with the gym, and I'm looking around, I was like, wow, this exists here? So that's one. Then one day I said, all right, let's go to Hollywood, California. I was walking with him in Hollywood Square. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Okay. People will be yelling from far away. Mind you, at that convention, we had six known seduction artists. I'm burning cold. No disrespect to them. I'm just speaking about my friend and my experience. No one knows them as much as they know here. This motherfucker there. Mm-hmm. So that's one. His woman will be around going in and out. And I see them. He's the only one on stage and you see his woman there. I'll sit in the backstage, watch his back while he's teaching just to make, you know, never people are weird. They're weird. The ladies are there. They know. These are weather rush. Mm. And they're normal. They're not sitting there like people think they're hiding or acting like harem or weird shit. No. Literally. I even check them little there and they come out and they're polite and professional to everyone. It shows you that level of confidence in who he is and how he treats his people. Not just the women, his people. Us that with Arash, you can spot those are weather rush. That's what people, they know us as we mm-hmm. go in and out. Like entire fucking guy. So I'm just gonna give you, that's my answer. That's what you know the difference. Right. And it's not kissing ass or blowing smoke. I'm speaking by experience. No, it's true. No, it's true. Thank you for that. And that's, that's very true. Um, yeah, but bro, it's, you know, I have to confront that. I, honestly, you're very intelligent. It's, 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 so it's beyond obvious right now. So I would tell you from a different, I'm gonna speak to you now from a different perspective, okay? Let me tell you from one, one being to another. I don't know how it's happening, but if anybody analyzed my life down to the smallest details of it, I swear, it doesn't make sense in the most unrealistic, fantastical way ever. This should not be my experience on earth, right? However, however, I carry the biggest, biggest heartbreak you could ever imagine. So I'm not like running around in paradise. I'm in a paradise life, fantasy life, but more heartbroken than any man you've ever seen ever, ever. Right. Which is a trip. So that's the, that's the balance I have to face. But um, again, everybody knows a little bit, no one knows everything, but the little bit that everybody knows from that, like the, what Fraz just uh, explained a lot of, nobody in this house has had, I live with six of my students, five of my students. Um, Nobody's really had that experience, but they've had their own experiences. My roommate here will tell you, what it's like just being my roommate, like across the doorway. But if you put it all together, I'm the one who's experiencing all of that. And in every environment I find myself in, I'm having an experience reserved for what we read about in mythology or rock stars. I'm not that. I'm just a guy who knows how to communicate. 
I guess, extremely, extremely well now because I don't know what else I got going for me. But as long as I can talk, I'm going to get what I want. That's a fact. And it's been proven to me. That's amazing. I've I've witnessed that in work. And I remember, I don't know if you remember this night, Arash. So we were at the lobby. I think we were lit. (laughs) After that, we were at the lobby. And man, the hotel we were in, we were the only motherfuckers walking in with beanies. And Arash had his beard back then. We actually took it to some Chinese restaurant. Even I think Kobe was there or somebody. We were just sitting. I don't remember that. You remember that night, Arash? I remember this, man. But I'm in a flow. During those nights, I'm trying to be a rock star. So oh, yeah, you, you were bouncing. So I sat, and I'm having here. I was tired. I just taught a seminar. You know, you've been with me in yeah. seminars. Oh, he knows. He saw me Friday. He's like, I'm going to go feed you. You just sit. I'm sitting. I'm having my bowl here and barely didn't even drink. I'm just eating. I'm looking around. So there was a table VIP right in front of us. So it's a restaurant slash club. It was weird. I can't remember that place. It was Asian food. It was good food. And there was the couches there. And I'm like sitting and watching these women unimpressed with whoever's around him. These guys running around. And he's like, and he kneels was like, you want to see me? You could do work. I was like, bro, you do what you got to do. I'm eating. He's like, no, no, you want to see me? And he was just in his moment. He, he said, I'm working. And that's when he says, I'm working. It's that. So a lot of people don't understand that, by the way. That's how... I think seduction harder, but him practice. So he went, brother, he went in, spoke, came back and sat with me. I saw the attention and I'm like, okay. And then he went, he was like, I'm going to talk to them and figure out who's going to come this way and who's going to, man, he went in, the table of six women got, went left and right and one, two, three start coming around here and sitting talking. All he said, he talked to one and observing. The guys that were all big buffed and whatever shirts and watch, we were in t-shirt and jeans. I was just after the seminar. They were standing and staring like, the fuck just happened? This dude just went in, ping pong through everything and sat down. He didn't kiss, he didn't fart, he he just went, talked, and said two words and just sat down. And we were not flossing. We did not have a bottle on our table. Literally, I had food in my lap. And we, he, he had maybe one drink. I don't know if we had the one. And it was that basic. And you should see all these bars. And I'm like watching this. I was laughing inside because I know what he was doing. <laughs> no, no, but I, I think and that goes back because guys, we think that other, or, or excuse me, guys, we think women think like us. Women are, are we're visual, women are not. And, and they think that. So I see a lot of guys in my gym are, they're like, hey, man, I'm going to get a pump and go out. I'm like, okay, cool. I have never been to a bar and a single girl walked to me and asked me how much I bench. It's always a dude. You know, nobody really gives a fuck how much I lift, how much I do that. So to women, that doesn't matter. So a lot of guys I go out with, I was in New York, and these six guys, they were all professional. You've seen the pictures. Oh, yeah. They're all professional bodybuilders, all worn tournaments, and we're walking to clubs. And in my head, I'm like, dude, these guys are going to be amazing. These guys are, are, we're walking to a club looking really good. These guys are professional bodybuilders. We're walking to a club. We're killing it. The six dudes sat in the corner drinking the bottle while I was talking to girls trying to get out to the room. And I'm like, dude. What happened? And they're like, what do you mean what happened? They were they were literally, and we got ourselves mm-hmm. back to a hotel mm-hmm. for a bachelor party, and these guys literally sat in the corner, and they're like, what are we supposed to talk to them about? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, do something. Like, just get up. And But they assumed that women are visual. That all they care about is going to be me looking good so, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, they don't. nobody gives a shit about that. Like, really, that's uh, beside so, the point. So, so before I let Arash come in, so I'm explaining the different levels of the, this game he does. Okay? I call it a game because it's play, he plays it. He knows how he's going. He's a master of this game. We finished all that at a club. Eh, some of them want to 
go, we're not. We were kind of late. It's like, let's get an Uber and go to the lobby. So mind you, the hotel I'm in, people are suited up. We go in the lobby, and I was like, he looks, you want to sit down and drink? I, was like, I look around, I was like, yeah, but we look like fucking thugs. <laughs> Just the way we look. Bro, he sat down. People there, he rocked the fucking lobby party. I see white guys in suits were jamming the hip hop cause of a rush. They, I'm talking about men, women in their 40s, 30s to their 60s. I'm talking about high class hotel. He just rocked the party and we sat down the whole lobby. So that's when I'd say the communication plays a huge role in that he just went and if you see how he looked as we walked in there he rolled up his sleeve his tats and everything you know we look like thugs walking in literally everybody they saw us they turned there got word that these guys coming to fuck up this lobby they don't know we have the biggest suite in there but he went down and I loved it because I was laughing inside so hard because I saw the look on these men and suddenly they all became friends and they started wow. buying us drinks and that and he wasn't about picking up women but see where I get to the community and remember that night, the rush. Yeah. Oh man. You're, thank you. Uh, I, I forgot about that. But it's it's nice to think about it. It's really nice. So so to go back to on track, Arash, what's the number one pet peeve of yours that you see men doing when approaching women or talking to women? What's the number one mistake you see people they're not, keep they're doing? Not, they're not observing. They're not observing her signals. So you know, it's it's really upsetting to see somebody not see the negative signals and push through as if they don't see it. It becomes a violation. It becomes being rude, right? So if he's watching her, she'll tell him where the comfort zone is and he should ride that level. He shouldn't push further. I think it's uncomfortable for me to watch men and women talk because they're constantly breaking each other's comfort zones. There seems to be not an, uh, see, animals don't do this. They're aware of the distance they're around each other. And people through communication, they just get right into each other's faces almost with their communication. It's gross. So that's, that's, I think, a big problem, right? You should look at her. And if she looks like she's, you know, if she, if it, if it looks positive, it is, if it's not, it's not. And if you're unsure, then always approach cautiously, always approach cautiously. Don't be so, uh, so un- unrefined when you approach her, it's going to take the most refined man. Listen, let me put it in the proper terms. It's going to take the most refined savage to get her. It's the most refined It's the most knowledgeable beast that will get her. So, it's the most civilized beast. So some men, when they're approaching women, they, they give the woman what she wants to hear. They're like, hey, that works for me. So I'm going to tell her what she wants to hear. And, mm-hmm. and we have a friend who told his girl four years ago that he likes the Oprah because she told him she likes the Oprah. And he's been stuck going every weekend and he hates it. Seriously, he, yeah. he's, he is getting married and he still goes to Oprah every week because he's too shy to come up and tell her he lied when he first met her. So what happens? Oh, so that's the story? That's the story. He oh, I didn't it. know. I thought he the literally... idiot just follows her. No, he oh. hates the Oprah. He told her I like it. So what, what do you tell to men? Like... We all know each other, right? From my experience, I'm, I'm very honest in a person. I tell them up front, here, this is what I'm into. And if they're not like it, then too fucking bad. I walk into the next person. And anything, whether it's a transaction, whether it's a gym, whether it's a woman, whether anything. So what do you tell men who are walking to a situation and they just tell bullshit and they end up getting stuck with it? And now they can't recover. And, and, and it becomes almost like they have to live the lie for the rest of their life. Or break up. Yeah, this is great. Because... Um My process of 
of being around women is a spiritual process. My whole life's work is this, okay? I've created a system called the Beast and the Beauty. For the last nine months, I've been living as a monk here. It's a stoic temple. I don't have a bed. We gave up our beds. We gave up our cars. We gave up our foods. Um, we gave up our brands. And when I say we, it's me. And I think I have 25 monks now I've ordained around the world. A lot of them are on right now. We call the IMC Fighting Monks. I'm serious about it. My life's work is my seduction to the world and everything. And um, the answer is very important because, the, because who you're asking the question to, me. And in this moment, I'm not going to be humble. I'm just going to tell you, Earth has never seen anything like me. I've surpassed Casanova and Don Juan and the Rasputin and read the book, The Art of Seduction. I have surpassed every one of them in what they've done. Every one of them. And where I'm going, nobody even can begin to measure. So... Based on that, let me answer this, okay? From that perspective of the true love, the true love I have for seduction is if you get a woman that's that worth it for you, like she's hot, you just, man, God, I can't, that one. Then you shouldn't worry about going to the opera or not. You're a bitch if you're worried about that. Go to the fucking opera because it's not about the opera. It's about that woman. That's the pay to get into her and get her to love you. You as a man shouldn't have so many desires like, oh, I just hate pizza. And I, I just hate opera and, and opera. And I just don't like and This is shut the fuck up. <laughs> Especially when it comes to like being with women. You're with her. It's her time. You, 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 what do you want to do, honey? Whatever, I'm, I'm good, right? Uh, I want to go smell the roses. Oh, I hate roses. We always smell roses, right? And she goes, you know, I want to go for a drive. A drive again, I'm so bored. Like, you know, whatever. She can say, she could say, look, I want to go sit on my head and drink tea. I'd be like, fucking, let's go. And she goes, but you don't like doing that. I'm like, what does that even mean? I'm hanging out with you. I should learn to like it. If you like opera, let's, uh, you're my woman. When a man's desires start to go against hers, whoa, he needs me in his life. He needs to show up and I got to tell him, look, you, you in front of a woman, one desire, her. Second to your purpose. Look, my purpose is first. Then when I'm a woman, it's this. I have a purpose and I have a woman and I got nothing else going on, right? After she's gone, I have a bunch of desires. I want ice cream. I want this. I want that. I want to ride my bike. When she's around me, she's my desire. But is there is there a balance between the two? Because at some point, like the yeah. specific person we're talking about, I have somebody in mind that I'm referring to. Right. Uh, it switched uh, almost crossed that. I understand spending time with a loved one. He's so far gone. He's so far gone. No, no, that, but, but here's bro, the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a difference between you know. I I don't personally. I don't enjoy certain things. But I would still do it with my girl. I'm not into bodybuilding yeah, shows. Yeah, no, I mean, but guess what? I go to bodybuilding shows. Don't, don't she was about into. it, right? If you're gonna do it for your girl, do it for your girl. Exactly. But at what point you're sacrificing your own self? Like this person quit the gym, quit working out, quit jujitsu, quit Krav Maga, quit uh, uh, quit his job, uh, okay. uh, stop smoking hookah. I quit stop, talking got, to him got, because to me, that's just uh, like stop going hanging out with his friends. Uh, stop coming to our parties because there's women and, and, and alcohol oh. and shit. So he completely switched his life. But he at said what, he's far gone. So at what point, at what point, 
you're sacrificing your self worth to be with somebody this, and then hey, they balance it out. Like in my opinion, he's fucked. He's I don't know. I'm fucked. just saying he's yeah. fucked. There's no opinion in this. It's he's fucked. He is fucked. But let's put it like this. Okay. This, is, this is part of our philosophy. By the way, women okay. do this, by the way. I've seen him doing with guys. Yeah. Uh, have you noticed that a Rashtonian experience? Because he also taught you, you um, also an instructor to women. Aren't you? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, by the way, I'm, I'm saying I have to clarify this stuff to our audience because I, I mean, I rush understand, but I'm just saying, Omar, we have to explain to our audience because, and I don't give a shit because you know how I despise feminists. Jesus Christ, those people get on my nerves. They're, they're not women. Uh, we have women are women, but a lot of people may uh, uh, start seeing this. Well, shit, this is an all male shit. Whatever you want to say, this man also I know women and I can't bring their name that he is their mentor. And these fucking women are becoming badass bitches to, that they play with guys. You'll be shocked. Just to tell you something funny, by the way, I got blocked yesterday on, by a person because oh, wow. they asked the question, how do I get a good man? And I responded and she blocked me. I guess she didn't like my response. I said, it takes one step. It's called the treadmill. Get on it, lose weight and call today. Jesus she blocked Christ. me. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I got blocked. Uh, I was being honest. I was like, you're 300 pounds. I mean, it's just okay, that's between, a <laughs> between the personality. Jesus. Lose weight and that's, that's a step. <laughs> well, Okay, ready? Listen, listen. Just just for your audience, since you said audience, okay, listen, listen. I'm going to show you something. Okay, so 24 hours ago, I had a conversation with Arash, literally 24 hours ago. And it was a short conversation. It wasn't even too long. He had me go through and handle some things. He helped me out with some things. And uh, the things that he helped me with, I would have never done on my own. They're not even... I didn't even know that it was something I needed to do. And now, 24 hours later, I feel so fucking free. Like, more than anything, of course, I feel happy, I feel light, but I just feel free to live my life. Like, really, though, finally, free to live the life that I want to live. Not the fucking life that society tells us to live or fucking parents or stupid friends no like my life i literally feel reborn with the opportunity now to choose how i want to live i feel completely free and i would have never been able to do this on my own and there's no one else that would have been able to help me with this and i well um this is one of many but it starts to give you an idea um here's another one I'm going to come on here and say thank you to Arash. A conversation took place last night, and it was a huge eye-opener, and that's an understatement, really. I had the wrong ideas, had the wrong goals. A lot of people grow up domesticated, believing that the ideas that they've been told their whole life are valid, and they're not always valid. Arash told me my truth. Not everybody can handle the truth. It's in that moment where you either boss up or you bitch out. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, Arash. Thank you. It's an honor to be a part of IMC Nation, to learn from you and the girls. I am not the same person that I was yesterday. Truly, thank you so much. Like Arash Deepasar always says, it's all in a state of mind. Be the best and fuck the rest. Okay, look, I, I can show you and the level of these women, you decide if these are big, fat pigs or we're talking about people that look like they can communicate. These women are intelligent and beautiful. On and on and on. Now, some the world may never know that about me. No. That's currently. At this moment, yep. at this moment, I have 39 women that I teach. 39 and no one knows. Mm -hmm. 39 women students. 
They all will give you testimonials like this, just so you know. But that's the side gig. That's uh. Yeah, That's but, but like, social uh, media, let's be honest, sorry to cut you off a rush. Social media yeah. have cut all those tags. You used to get so many um, testimonials and stuff, and I don't know what just happened. By the way, just to tell this to our um, 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 followers, yeah. um, Araj had one of the strongest, biggest Facebook live accounts ever. In the constant tags, he had to make one private one so us friends are close, we can chat because there's no way you can comment one comment and it's just get derailed. In Instagram, he had a huge account with yeah. 200,000 likes. They went and crack, crack went after, yeah. and they were like, Oh, he's fraud. I was like, No, because the social media thinks so. Yeah, they took I me know down. these for a fact. And yeah. these testimonials that he brings to you, ladies and gentlemen, now you, I don't know how you can find it, but you see the ladies tag him, and that's why he shares it. He said that he's like, Oh, give oh, me yeah. a testimony. They're, they're okay with me showing it. I, they're more than okay with yeah. me showing it. So, so the question for you, it's almost New Year's, and you know the New Year's new me bullshit. What's five tips you give guys and girls who are listening to us how to improve their communication in the new year? I don't believe in the new year, new bullshit, by the way, just for the record. I, I think it's ridiculous because yeah. you should always change yourself and not start at January 1st. But for the people who are into that bullshit, what do you give them to start, whether it's Monday, whether it's today, whether they want to listen to it or the new year, five, five things that they can do to improve? What are they trying to improve? Their communication skills. Oh, I see. Number one, <clears throat> you have to understand the, excuse me, <clears throat> you have to understand the value of communication and how important it is. It's not second most important thing in your life. It's the most important thing in your life. Your relationship with any person, watch this, try this, try this little mental exercise. Your relationship with any person you know right now is as good as your last conversation with them. Think about it. If the last conversation you had with them was very upsetting and you think about them, you don't feel good about them. It doesn't matter. You've known them for 20 fucking years of bliss. The last conversation tells you how you feel about that person, right? <clears throat> so communication is literally the, the, the lifeline of relationships. You start by knowing that, that with it, you possess Literally, the power, it's magic. There's nothing, if there's magic, it's communication, without a doubt. Number two, learn to listen. But what does that mean? Like, listening with interest is different than pretending to listen. Like, get interested in people because they're very interesting, actually. I mean, I can't, I can't make that up, but if you're not interested, you're not. I'm interested in people, right? It's like so cool that you guys are existing and I'm existing and we know each other. And we have some sort of a bond that's growing even as we speak. We can all feel it, right? And it really has nothing more than we were just been in conversation with each other. You know, what a trip that relationships are nothing more than this airy conversation that then now creates a feeling in our hearts. <laughs> then next time we talk again and again, next, you know, your friends and, and you're helping each other in life. Like, whoa, dude, that started with just some words that created some feelings, fuck. So I would say, learn to listen, which means become interested in other people. Three, slow down your communication, speaking too fast. Four, speak with confidence, 
right? Don't don't hesitate and you can be like, well, you know, uh, well, I mean, maybe like if I was, well, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I guess that has to go away. Okay, like, whoa. Shh. <laughs> so be quiet for a second. Like, you don't need to say all that. Okay. And number five, smile. Just like you just saw right now. A smile brings a smile on the other side, right? Because you can deliver the same message like this. And, you know, let's say I, I go for about 10 seconds uh, doing this and just talking about whatever I'm talking about, which is really nothing. And then I just begin to shift my face. And again, I talk about the same thing, which is really nothing. Um, but I'm just saying nothing, but with a smile on my face. And then it has a different feeling over there. And all I've done is just turn the lips up a little bit. You know, whether it's genuine or not, nobody gives a shit. This is way better than this. So uh, a person can just begin to do that. Now, not the whole time talking like this. Hey, everybody, come down and buy a, buy a car now. You know what I mean? Not that guy. Nah, not that guy. No, this guy. The guy who's talking is uh, talking. And then, you know, I mean, there's a lot of techniques, but, it, but you're talking, talking, talking. And then you say, like, you say, do you know what I mean? And then you smile. Or you say, blah, blah, blah. Or, or, and then you go, well, what do you think? And then you smile. Like, the smile is thrown in there in these beautiful little moments. Communication is so, it's so poetic, you know? It's like a flower. It's like the smoke coming out of your mouth. You know what I mean? But the smoke goes out of your mouth, and it starts to make these images, right? Imagine you blow the smoke out, you sit back, and you suddenly see the most incredible images of your life unfolding, and everybody else could see it. That's communication to me. It's just a bunch of smoke that creates an image that if you do it right, other people can see it, right? But we're not paying attention to Such it. Such a beautiful <laughs> description. That it is. That is. You know, um, I want to share something before we go off. Um, my uh, personal experience, and, you know, um, Arash is not just a guest. That's He's my brother. That's my family in there. That's, that's oh, the difference. Right. But I want to put my success story as an example, okay? And also, I recommend, um, as we always do uh, to our uh, followers, to start, you know, seeing what our guest is about. Because we don't just bring any guests here. Oh. Anyway, so... My experience here, so I remember one day, a couple of things I had uh, situations. One day, and believe it or not, um, when I was married, we <clears throat> got back and whatever, I was like talking to Arash, because Arash, me and him, we were like, uh, we had monthly talk or twice a month, you know, before all this, you know, but I didn't care our friendship, I paid him as my mentor, because that's business. Business is aside, this is how it is, this is how you do it. One day he looked at me, and I'll never forget, we were on FaceTime, he's like, you got woman issues, man. I was like, the fuck? I just looked at him and I was even mad. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here uh, telling him, I got this here, you know, with um, something going on. And he just said to me, and he was like, I looked at him, I wanted to say, are you high? I was like, really? It got me. Like, it agitated the fuck out of me. <laughs> and he left. He was like, see, I got a point. I was like, no, you don't. I don't have woman issues. And in the back of my head, he was right, but it pissed me off because I'm like, I don't have any women issues to fucking fuck my life like this, you know? <laughs> and sure enough, he fucking detailed it. And he's like, this is going to happen to you if you don't listen to me. Boom. I got screwed over. I called him. He knew it. He's like, so what happened? And I'm like, everything you said. <laughs> yeah, you know? So that's one. But one day me and him sat down and he was like, trying. he's like, all right, we're going to work together. I want to see what. He's like, what do you want? I was like, you know, man, um, I want to go to the next level. I'm tired of teaching, doing this for some so many years. I need to start hit the road. And he said, seriously, everything I hit with him, 
I started with a seminar with him. Boom, I got booked up immediately in somewhere else, in California. First thing, I hit West Coast. You hit West Coast for a seminar, you're getting there. And you know, West Coast, in my opinion, is the mecca of martial arts in America. I don't give a shit what all these people want to say. You want to be somebody, go in a fucking gym that is known, do a seminar there. Yeah. Suddenly, my numbers went up. Um, he told me, social media, we gotta be getting this boom, 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 boom. And it's not like he's telling me what to do. He just throws it there and I'll see it in my head and it popped. Boom, I got a DVD. Boom, I start getting booked up. Boom, I'm going online. So what I'm trying to tell the crowd here, you go crazy when you listen to others and judge the cover and we're like, man, that guy's a crazy, he got seven fucking women. You know, the, I, the, 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 like you told them, a manipulator. There's a lot of treasure to be learned when it comes to somebody I call a master of communication. It's literally his program will help you. What you got, just reach out. And I'm giving you an advice, ladies and gentlemen, truly. I didn't, I didn't seek him, I was like, oh, I need to hold, no, get laid. That's, <laughs> if you had that, but that's not my relationship. We were, we're married. You were married. Yeah. yeah. And that's you what I was. Laid, you were married. Yeah, back then, yeah. I was like then. So, and, and literally, but when he, what surprises me, how he sees the issue. And I did not say one thing to him that I'm frustrated with uh, my marriage back then. I didn't say one word. Something happened to me at some point in my life where I suddenly could see clearly the dynamic of, let's take martial arts, yin and yang, male and female. My eyes opened up to this. I don't know how it happened. Maybe my intense desire to fucking know this thing my entire life, right? And I began to see it. Now, I, it's a gift. It's a curse, okay? And why is it a curse? I can see when a man and a woman are around, it's very, very difficult to hide from me what each of them is feeling about each other. No matter what they do, no matter how they try to interact, no matter if they don't look at each other. If I observe them very quickly, I don't know how I know, but I know exactly how they feel about each other. So this is a gift because that's how I have successful relationships everywhere I go. It's a curse because a lot of times you don't want to know certain things that people you love are feeling towards others because it makes you feel insecure or upset. And you see that the truth is what it is, right? It's difficult. Like it bothers me even thinking about it right now. But um, something happened. I was able to see this dynamic. And even like right now, the way I was evaluating this podcast, as you said that, I just realized was, um, I'm sorry, your name, what is your name again? Omar. I can't hear you. Omar. His name, Omar? Yeah. Omar, Omar. Yeah. Right. So as you were talking, Omar, in the very beginning, within like two minutes, I had mapped out probably how, probably, at least my own fantasy, just so you know what was happening with me now that he said that. In two minutes, I had mapped out probably how women view you from a woman's perspective, where your strength is, where your weakness is, uh, where probably you would be having a problem with a woman. If, I mean, I could be completely off, but I done like a psychic reading in two minutes of you talking. I could see all the pieces and I could see your strength and where you would be shining with women and stuff. And, uh, well, and, let's hear uh, it. That's really fascinating because yeah, I just let's hear it. No I'm sure what. people would love to hear that. Let's hear it. If you don't mind sharing that, let's hear it. I would love to hear it, and uh, I'm, I'm sure what that's I, interesting. What I observed. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure that's interesting fun. enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, <laughs> <laughs> I'm opening up. Here we go. Okay, but correct me, okay? Like, okay, like, I will. I promise. Because yeah, I want to, I want to know what it is that I'm seeing. So, so far, I've mapped out that. You have a very unique confidence. I don't know where it comes from but you know you have this confidence and it's almost like you bully people with it 
but in a kind way, right? That's and, true. Uh, you laughed. He's that is very yeah. true. For people who can't see the visual, that yes. is very true. Yeah, he laughed at his face I'm not because that's true, man. That's why that he gets true. blocked. <laughs> yeah. You throw your weight around knowing you're doing it, but but you never crush them because you're actually a real good guy. So you just show you just show them what you could do with them, and that, that kind of makes a lot of people back the fuck up. And in a social situation, somehow this comes across to women, it comes across to men. Like, if they give you a chance to talk and move around, uh, you're going to dominate. I think, I think you would dominate a social scene if you wanted to. Sometimes you choose not to. You sit back and just do nothing. And that observe. is very true. And that's that's fine our issue too. when we go out. Yeah, all the that's time, very right? true. All the time. Yeah. That's why when we say, yeah, why the fuck guys fuck with you first, yeah, right? That's so very true. Yeah. No, no, that is very true. And, and, and honestly, that's very true. Even even my uh, uh, like girl's friend invited us to a party. And, and just to confirm that you're, what you're saying is true. She invited us to a party and it was the first time showing up. And I didn't know, me walking in, it was a girl's party. There was like 20 girls for a birthday and I'm the only guy. And every single party they have, they've been going out of their way to invite us. And my girl's like, hey, I'm working. They're like, well, can you send your husband please because he actually was the life of the party and 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 i never knew them before and it's very true uh and i've had that multiple times or i have the opposite which is the negative side of people look at me and think i'm gonna you know crush them and they end up i'm sitting in a bar having a drink and some guy would walk to me and be like let's go outside and fight yeah okay, all let's the go. time you know it's funny okay. he even sits i'll be sitting with him right there they'll avoid me and fuck with him and he's like the most dangerous motherfuckers living right by me you still like literally rush we walked one day remember that uh yeah i walked i passed i had one of my girls with me i grabbed her i moved nobody talked suddenly i hear motherfucker and i look behind me i'm like oh shit somebody's you know swinging or something and they went for omar and yeah. he's like what the fuck did yeah, i even literally do? walking out of a club and the guy started grabbing his gun yeah right. i just went up for it like, you motherfuckers <laughs> i'm like okay uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're fascinating yeah. i found that fascinating yeah you're 100 percent on track so far yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm waiting for something so i can call me like this is wrong <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, let's keep going then, okay? Well, I would like to see what I would see as a weakness. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Okay, because that's that's hard to see a lot of times. That's what people hide. Um, but through your communication, if I was a woman, let me see. Yep. Man. I'm, I'm similar in many ways, so I can see it. But, and I have different types of women. So the one that would bring out the weakness is the one that um, when your intelligence is not, is not um, affecting her the way it should because she's not getting it, but she's trying to get it. So she's not like not trying to get it. She's trying to get it but she's not getting it. So she's failing at receiving your communication. This can put you and I in a spin mentally because I think your weapon is not your size. Your weapon is your intelligence. You're fucking people up with your intelligence, right? And, and the size is just cool. It's almost like you play with the size. Like uh, you're not too attached to it. It's just fun to be a big guy like that for yourself. You know what I mean? But intelligence is, so she won't, you'll never like, you'll never crash on a woman saying anything about your weight or your size or no, whatever, bitch, whatever, nobody gives a fuck. But if your intelligence doesn't hook and she's willing, she's listening, she's not just a dumbass, like you actually are having a dialogue and now she's not getting you. And if she walks away misjudging you, like you're like, wait, no, that's not actually what I meant. And she has a bad idea of you 
holy shit, that woman can trap your soul, even though she's a dumbass. I've dealt with dumbasses like that. That is very true. So honestly, that, that's that's the only thing I see right now. Other than that, you're, you're you're solid in your shit. So it's just a matter of what you want to do with it, I guess. And that's kind of like you know that Are you some, somewhere you picked up the basic understandings, the basics of of interacting with people in a in a very successful way. So I think that that that's obvious. I don't know. It came from sales or something, right? You did as good at sales. Yeah, I started was selling like, cars. Started, did you have a realization or something that just made it easier to deal with people? No, so I was uh, I was in Italy. I went to high school, and then I came to college in the U.S. and I was an, an an international student who was not really fitting in. I was, you know, in a private school, but I wasn't from a rich family, or I came by myself, and um, you know, a lot of struggles and working and doing all that. And I started selling cars, and just to make extra cash. And then I realized if I can convince, literally, I was just thinking about it. I was like, if I can convince a motherfucker to buy a piece of shit car and give me his hard-earned money that I can convince a girl to give me her number and sleep with me. It's the same thing. People are really attached to their money and girls are really attached to sleeping with whoever they sleep with and whoever they go date. Their bodies. So, and their bodies. So I became, okay, cool. What am I doing with selling cars? I'm showing really good confidence and about the car. I'm showing them that I don't really need them per se to buy the car. I'm not desperate. And I'm showing them that it's the best thing they can ever get. So I start reflecting that. I start going to bars and I'd be like, hey, the best thing you can ever fuck, and, and in a sense, not saying it's straightforward, the best thing you can ever do in your life is get to know me the best fucking thing that will ever happen to you is just walk through the door i'm the most unique person here and i start taking my disadvantages and making it into positives so instead of saying hey um I'm here alone and I don't have my family and I'm struggling. I'd be like, well, actually, I'm uh, no, I actually run a business and I'm not really a, a mama's boy. And I start doing things like that. And instead of me saying, hey, I'm I'm, I'm crazy, I'm paranoid from going to Iraq and getting shot, uh, I sit in corners and stare at everybody. I'm like, I'm observant, and yeah. start selling that into a positive way. Uh, and that's when I kind of realized I'm like, hey, that actually works. And I'm yeah. I'm getting girls not because I'm paying for shit. I don't have money to pay for anything. It's not because of looks. I was fat as fuck. The last time I see my pictures at the time. So it wasn't looks it wasn't i haven't even stepped in a gym it wasn't money so i realized okay shit i can bullshit my way out of things and and essentially that was it and even my people around me they start saying that they're like hey omar you can walk into a situation and bullshit enough to make the person buy things that they already own i'm like yeah that's i'm really good at selling things and and uh i think that translated to me being a woman and in, in social <laughs> sense so i agree with you 100 but that that is i think my weakness is when i have conversation with people and they misunderstand i'm like no well, hold on a second i didn't exactly it this way like you might not have understood my sarcasm or understood my full intention in what I'm saying and I, I like I still remember a specific incident and the person doesn't matter at all I was in a party and I said one thing to her and it didn't matter like I wasn't even trying to hit on her it wasn't anything at all it was social interaction and and she misunderstood it and I saw her face misunderstand it until today I'm like why the fuck did she misunderstand it that's not what <laughs> like that's not what I meant at all and she doesn't matter at all I don't even remember her name like really I don't even like nobody so you're hundred okay, percent. Like, take this out. Take this out. Remember this: that <clears throat> that's so unique. What you just said mm -hmm. as a problem, and somehow I could hear that in your voice. That now, is freaky, honestly. I'm telling you right okay. now. That's like yeah, I'm smiling but it's ear freaky to, ear. to you, but it's also freaky to me. I just want to tell you because because I get that I got all that, and I get that that's unique. I totally get that, and I don't know how it's happening. My problem is I'm operating on that all the time and so people are not even aware half the time of what their voice is telling me and i'm freaking out because i'm hearing in her voice a doubt about our relationship yeah. i can hear it she doesn't even know she's doubting the relationship and this is a trippy situation
So I also believe firmly that what I just was able to demonstrate in my ability, every single human being has something like this. I truly believe it. I know it. I know it because I'm tapping into something that feels like it's not me. It's something bigger. For me to do what I did, I can't be a Rosh Dibazar. I have to be so immersed in trying to understand you that I can't be that important. See? So that's that's the example of when I say people have to learn to listen is when you're talking, I'm listening with like my soul or something. I'm trying to get who this guy is because how fascinating that we're talking. That's that is just honestly, magic. It honestly is amazing. Blew my mind. But last question so we can keep the podcast kind of short so people can listen to it fully. Yeah. Last question and switching kind of gears. For women, a lot of women say, and I've heard this comments from friends and family, I'm good looking, I can get any guy I want. But it's not about getting a guy, I want a quality guy. A lot of women struggle. They're like, yeah, yeah, I can go to a bar and get 50 numbers and sleep with 50 dudes, but how can I get the guy that I actually want? What advice do you give to women? Again, it's almost cuffing season to uh, to get the man they actually want and not just some some guy that they can sleep with or some guy that mm. will you know, hit it and then not call them next day. Wow, I really feel it for women because you know, it's tough being a man, but it's tough for being a woman when it comes to this. It must be so difficult. I know how men are. You know how men are. Yeah, we do. And, and we, bo- we both know that um, it's going to be very difficult for her. Mm-hmm. So, so, but there, should, there has to be an answer. There is an answer. So, but we have, to, we have to first approach it like that, though. We've we got to say for what it is. What a, what a tough problem every woman has, really, to find a quality man. Uh, because a man can make a quality woman. She we can mold her, but she can't make a quality man. It's not, not designed. It's really hard to get. Difficult. But what would I do if I was her? Okay. Okay. What would I do if I was her? How do I find a man? First, don't look in places that that man should not be in. <laughs> you know, like if that makes sense, there should be there's certain places you won't find me in. Okay, so don't look for me in those places. Right. And, and so she should definitely not spend time in places that her non her, her mate wouldn't be because she's a woman. And she needs to find a mate quickly, I think, a good man. So first of all, she should cut out of her existence any area of spending social time that her man should not be there. You're not going to find me in a place that they're doing very hard drugs. I'm not going to be there. So a woman who wants to get with me shouldn't go there either. If she doesn't want a guy that doesn't do our drugs, right? Mm-hmm. She should find herself in places that the values she wants are there. Mm-hmm. So she would do better if she was, let's say, a Christian and was a real hardcore Christian and went and found a real hardcore Christian man. Mm-hmm. At least they have something in common. That's what she should do. Exactly. Because other than that, it's game over, man. So if she's like, if she loves tattoos... A lot. She should go and out in tattoo parlors and find a tattoo artist because at least she could fall in love with that because she's doomed. He's yeah. going to be dishonest. He's, I mean, he's either one of us or he's fucked. I, that's all I know. He's going to be dishonest. He's going to be weird. He's going to do his best, but he's not going to be able to take care of her. I know it. You know it. He knows. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways. Yeah. So quick uh, recap before we go yeah. so one thing um, I'm gonna shoot this on a rush and I know his answer but I want to shoot it a rush 
me and you talk so much, so much, and that's one of the things me and you like got in. You believe in the primal life, basically, and we're primal. I mean, we're talking about the primal ways, which is comes to martial arts, the way how we go forward in life, even in communication. I believe more in. I, I believe the animal kingdom has things that shows us that humans are fucking oblivious of. And when I tell you this, um, one day, and I will explain this tattoo here on me. I think he knows about it. So, um, I told him, I was like, man, it's like we went in and here, and I was like, I don't, it doesn't bug me, but fucking people just seem and bug out, you know what I mean? Like, man, that guy's just like, they, they, I have that vibe. And I, I even told him, I was like, I don't, I don't do it on purpose. I'm just there chilling. No. And literally one day we were sitting and maybe a guy was 20, 50 times way worse and dangerous than me. And everybody just like looked at me and like, fuck that guy. And I'm like, the fuck? So I was teaching at him and he caught it. And that's one thing about him. He's very good about it. If you notice the graphics he made, even for his guests and all that, how he's sitting and put them with it, you know, all my animal tribe on my body have come from things that I believed in the spirits, that animalistic spirit. So when they were doing a seminar, and then he looked at me and said, like, I get it. And I, was, I thought, because I write sometimes, I'll say something, I don't know if he's, you know, meditating or thinking, and I looked over my shoulder. I was like, what are you talking about, man? It was like, Black Panther. I was like, what? That's before the movie, by the way. <laughs> he's like, brother, you're just like a panther. When you teach and you come in, you just have that lunge in you. And that what brought this when I did this tattoo of a panther here, but I did a homage with those three lines that he has on his side of his face because of that moment. So here why I'm going with this. I do believe our communication, even with females, or even as what we do when we go to clubs, <laughs> it's very primalistic. Look, Arash, you're a jiu-jitsu black belt. Um, when you walk in, let's say, don't put your black belt, you go to a no-gi session where nobody knows what is the stripes on you. Isn't you see all the guys look around and the puff, you know, the puffing starts. It's like, it's like sizing each other like a bunch of apes or lions looking I'm like, you know, till one day you see the dude hoots again, the belt, and you see the blue belt goes, ooh, <laughs> right? Isn't that a feeling? Like, see, a lot of people, if they're not in jujitsu, don't understand that because it's very primal. And I do believe in the way you do things, communication, um, that whole spiritual thing, even with martial art, I think it really has that animalistic um, essence to it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, it's a combination, and <clears throat> the wording of it would be a civilized mind with a savage body. That's the difference. Okay. So we become civilized savages or civilized primitives. And that's what I'm seeking, right? We want to be able to sit in dialogue and philosophy at the highest level like this and suddenly turn around and teeth and claws come out, right? That's what you said. I can be a gentleman and I can be hood. Exactly. exactly. How you want me to go. That's the perfect man, I believe. Yes. It's the, it's the bad boy with a good heart, they say. He's very attractive, okay? And the bad boy doesn't mean an asshole. He's just a bad boy. He's a bad motherfucker. He's the one that... He's the one. He's the one that walks into a place and uh, the rules better make sense or he's not following it. You know, he doesn't follow rules. He follows sense. People don't understand what a bad boy is. A bad boy is just one who follows his sense, actually. And if you don't make sense, he's going to follow his sense. So he's a bad boy. OK, whatever. And we're talking about bad people. That's somebody the opposite of that. <laughs> and people, we, we got that confused. But it's a primal body. Our exercises, our movement is primal. Our Everything is primal, but the mind has to continue to reach for God higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Why? Because that's when the mind feels the best and the body feels the best. That's the only reason we're doing that. Not because some book wrote it, 
But when your body, you're treated primarily with food and movement and sleep and whatever, now you begin to tap into some other intelligence that's obviously making my heartbeat, my blinking and all that. And, you know, my face was blown up yesterday, two days ago. Something is healing my body. I'm not. I'm just putting the intention that my body's going to heal. But it's getting rid of whatever, whatever the problem was. So that intelligence is here. It's not me. I know it's not me because I, I can't do any of that shit, but I'm in contact with it. It's called my body. You're connected to it. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the thing. You are connected. That's what we... Exactly. Yeah. See, that's what that's what we, him, been talking about. You know, Arash is great with his explanation word because yeah, it even reaches it. people that don't get it, which is the problem I face with some of these people. Yeah. And that's why... But it makes your circle like that. Yeah. There's a way how we eat. There's a way yeah, how we exactly. talk. There's a way how we live. This is a way. And it's just not, oh, I'm, I, I just found Umar. Now me and him are just bad. No. It's just we looked at each other chin check all right and then we figure it out and it's just like you said we can go intellectual but it's just like the connection to the body like he said now perfectly and he said my face was blown up something is healing dude you go somebody tell somebody else she's gonna run to the doctor he or she i need antibiotics or something's coming out maybe there's cancer here and all hell breaks loose oh my girlfriend thought i was dying they actually thought i was dying they looked it up on Google. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. That perfectly describes my lifestyle. I believe in that. That's why my name is Thug with PhD. My body is a thug, but I'm tattooed up. I've been arrested. I throw down. I worked in different shitty jobs, but I have a PhD. I'm educated. I have a mind. And that's why I think our circle, and even though we just met for the first time today, our circle always share that in common. Oh, yes. Uh, we, are, we are all like rough and tough and go work out and hit each other and beat the shit out of each other and bleed and sweat. But at the end of the day, we're drinking beer and, or whiskey and, and having a very smart conversation that's probably smarter than the average person can actually comprehend and understand. And they're shocked how we treat our how, women too. And they're like, how the when fuck they see are our they? women with us, they get shocked how we put up. Exactly. Like, they, they get surprised. They're like, what the fuck? You guys are nice. Or some shit like that. You know how they think, yeah. Yeah. They don't think we have civilized ways with our women and how to treat them. I always hear this. I would never forget this. I forgot. This chick came to me, me and him one day uh, when we used to go hang out. What is that um, Mexican-American spot in Westport that shut down? Of course, of COVID. Uh, Yeah, I know. uh, Port of Yeah. This chick came out of nowhere. Drop that gorge. We're sitting. She said, last weekend, I watched both of you with your ladies. And I was like... Okay. <laughs> she lied like that. Yeah. Weird yeah, I know. And I was just like, okay. And she said, I was amazed and surprised how good you guys treat them. And Omar goes, the fuck you think we're going to beat the shit out of her? Omar just got like, what do you think we're like, doing? I got a woman? She was like, no, it's just, it did not look like you guys can really take care of it. It's like, I saw you guys get them drinks. You help seated them. You opened the doors for them. I was like, yeah, man. What do you want to throw her behind me? And you know, the perfect answer, just so you guys know. This is, man, I got jujitsu of, of, of words for this shit all the time. If, when she says that, you look at her and you go, mm-hmm, me too. I was very, I was very surprised how I treated her too. I'm never like that. And she'd say, what do you mean? You say, exactly, what did you see? And she'll say, well, you, you say, yeah, that was surprising. And she'll say, well, what? You say, I don't know, what are you talking about? You know, it's like, you just keep staying on that line until she's like, well, how do you treat her? You say, I don't know. All right, that but was, you, but that you say you like to do that, and you're going to have a low company to fry her head. I don't want to do that. See, that's what makes you unique, man. He goes, I was surprised. He goes, so was I. Just, just take it. I'm telling you, take the move they give you. If they say you're fat, you say obese. Don't stop there. Where are you going? Don't use fat. Fat's too small for me, bro. I'm be the best fuck the rest. No, no, no. I'm trying to go for the, I'll, I'll eat your plate. If you, if you give me your seconds, bro, I'll eat your children. Get the fuck out of here. Like there's just no hurting a person that can do that. 
And that's the mental jujitsu of this thing that, I, that I'm obsessed with is how do we get to that mental undestructible area where they give you a cell in the jail cell and you say, finally, your character sits down in solitary confinement. They shut the door and they say, stay in there. Bam! And then we see finally your character settles down, lotus position and goes, finally. I get to meditate. I agree with you 100%. And honestly, I was having a conversation earlier on the phone coming here, and I thought this was common sense. I thought the average person has enough confidence in themselves to re- words do not hurt them. And I was talking to a good friend of mine, and he does the same thing I do. He posts videos a lot about politics, and he quit, deleted everything. And I said, hey, man, why? He goes, I can't handle it anymore. He goes, I'm like, what? You got beat up? You got shot up? What happened? He goes, no, no, man. People kept call- messaging me in the meanest, ugliest words, and it really got in my head. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I get I get 50 threats a day. I get 50,000 people cussing me out every day. And I, I consider that I'm doing something right. If, if 50 people are taking time of their day to cuss me out, that means actually I'm doing something successful. Oh, bro, you should see the shit he arrested. I'm like, that's did a sign. If I did, you tell him to take off, did you tell him to take off his princess dress and take on his tampon too after that car? Because he's only got one answer. You say, wait, what? What did you do? He says, there were were hurting me, you say, bro, okay, princess, congratulations. All right, go take off your fucking tutu. I, I would never forget one case before I prolong this. And I have so much memories of shit Arash used to do. But um, I like one thing is honor about him and that's the martial arts also. And I think where we all come from anyway, we got that fucking Middle East third blood in us that you're gonna fucking respect me, even if you you will respect me. So I remember this piece of shit one day, and I don't think Arash remembers because he had so many of these fucks. But this guy went and totally trying to defame him in nasty ways. You rape and you're this. Arash destroyed his life. First of all, started a whole fucking campaign on him. Think of what went and sent his attorneys after him. Destroyed him. The dude came online begging, please make him stop. I'm like, no, fuck yourself. You did that. And I would never forget when he jumped. I'm like, what's, what's wrong with this guy? Like jumped in and starting a campaign and put pictures. And I'm like, you fucked with the devil. You got him because he knows him and I know him and everybody knows him. But man, I would never forget that dude. But this is the society we live in. They take a little thing of what they think. They're jealous. They're hateful. So it. I'm gonna take what he got. I'm gonna fuck him. I'm gonna ruin his reputation. Sorry, mm-hmm. man. All this bullshit. We live in society right now. This is what they do. No, no, we live in a generation. Well, listen, of just one second, my students that are here. Just so you guys know, you see, a lot of you don't know that. Okay. <laughs> so there was a time in the past where somebody got destroyed really bad. He saw it. Now, what you don't know is just recently, not too long ago, a couple of boot camps ago, somebody was being stupid, and I ended up doing it. Now that guy, literally, up to this day, the, the other guy, he's here, the other students here, but um, he literally still has a hard time walking in the streets because he's scared that someone's gonna kill him. And I've actually forgiven him. I've told, I've messaged the guy and I've said, bro, you're tripping, you need to stop tripping, right? In fact, I said, come sign up as a student, okay? And listen, then, then he sends a secret message to my student and is like, I know, I know Arash said that, but I really think he wants to kill me. I really think I shouldn't have, like, it got so crazy, man, but I don't want to take it to that level anymore. Like I've really, I've really stopped being that guy because that sucks. I hate being that guy. 
but it's available. I mean, hey. Well, I wasn't doing it <laughs> to be bragging point, but here's my thing is that when yeah, I explain it, it was great. Yeah, it is because uh, here's what I say. And if a lot of people don't understand, they see people like this. Do not stop fucking with people because you lack something that they have. That that's, they have that's the hater you want. And, and, and just don't stop with lies. You know, just uh, get to know the no, person. No, Why don't you, you know, it'd be an interest. Like when I first saw him and I looked at his stuff, like, you know, man, this guy's unique. I go hit him up. I shot him a message and he goes, here's my number let's talk it was that easy it, it is the hater mentality I, I got a phase in my life Velas remembers that oh, I was Jesus. dating two people at the same time or three people at the same time openly and I would get people commenting yeah, commenting on my Facebook because I share a picture they'd be like oh you must have mentally broke them down they must be losers yep. and things and the same dudes who are commenting that will see me in public and be like hey man how are you doing and I want to do that too I'm like then why the fuck did you bash me online well in case a girl was watching it I, I gotta make look myself good and I'm like uh, what you you man. Yeah, I've dealt with that so much. I, that's to me is you know four lives ago I was dealing with that, but um, I know I know what it's like. The, the haters, I eat them for for fucking. I eat them like like um, what what would I eat haters like? Uh, like a little potato, maybe a tater tot. Little they taste like with a little bit of ketchup. Yeah, very small, very small little tater tots. Well, my brother, it's an honor to have you. A great Thank to you. keep in touch with Thank you. Thank you so much. I look forward for more. I got a feeling once we put this online, we're gonna get more demand. Um, brother, we will um, um, for our crowd how they can find information about you, how they can learn from the master himself, how they can uh, do all this, brother. Um, just I, I'm using Instagram, so it's at a z d i m c four o eight. NorCal, okay? And then on uh, YouTube, look up Arash D. Bazaar. And guys, we'll, we'll actually link up uh, uh, Instagram, uh, his the books he mentioned, and his YouTube. We'll, we'll have all that in the bio. So make sure to listen, leave a review. And Arash, thank you so much for her. Uh, yeah, thank you, guys. That was really fun. That was so fun.